Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Another episode of Toad's Tunes. Welcoming in Mr. Stevie Mont. Dude, first stop, Stoney's Rockin' Country on the new tour. Yes. It's called? The Right to Roam Tour. Where did that come from? Well, I was sitting uh, sitting in Mexico trying to think of what I wanted to do as far as touring goes this year. And I knew I wanted to focus on songwriting and incorporate that into my touring. Yeah. So I came up with this Right to Roam idea, R-O-A-M. And uh, I said, man, I just want to grab my dog and go get an RV or something and and see the country and do crazy like adventures and write with my buddies and play shows. And so that's what we're going to do. Dude, how cool is that? So <laughs> you start in Vegas. Yeah. And then where do you go? Um, when do you catch up with your Airstream? That's what I want to know. Okay. So I got the Airstream and I had a little, little things that needed to work, little kinks that need to work through, you know? Yeah. So it's back at the, uh, Airstream dealership in Norcross, Georgia. Yeah. But when do you catch up with it? Well, or I fly from here to Atlanta Yeah. and I'm picking it up on Monday. Oh, nice. And that's so. where you start from. Well, yeah, so I was originally going to have the Airstream here in Vegas, and then it just made sense to drop it off in Georgia. Probably would have saved us some money on a room, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> probably would have. <laughs> so you're going to travel, you're going to play these shows, acoustic, mm-hmm. and you're going to write while you're out there, and I guess the idea was you were going to document the whole thing as well. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's a bunch of different facets in one thing. So it's, it's writing with, you know, I'm very fortunate to have friends that have been very successful and done very well, and... And happen to be great people and great songwriters. So. He's talking about uh, Toad and Chris, by the way. But yeah, go ahead. of course. <laughs> so the goal is to kind of, and the plan is, is to uh, uh, be able to write with those buddies that we don't get to write as much anymore because we're all traveling and stuff like that. So figure just meet them where they're at. Right. Write a song. Exactly. See, you're catching on already. And then, uh, uh, you know, open the show, uh, document the whole thing. So it's going to be like this gonna do episodes on YouTube, gonna pitch this whole docuseries thing to Netflix and stuff like that. So it's gonna be just a year long tour of uh my dog, myself, my buddies, all these state parks that we're gonna visit, um, traveling around in the airstream recording and writing songs in an airstream. Are you doing the whole traveling by yourself? Well, different songwriters are gonna come with me like jump on um, like a, a little leg of it. Yeah, yeah. That's kinda absolutely. cool too. So yeah, it's going to be cool, man. Will they play with you as you stop in each location, or they're just kind of there for the writing process, and then you'll get up, open a song or two with the artists that you happen to be catching up with, and then kind of move from there? Everything's going to be completely different every night, which which I love, because a lot of times everything ends up being the same. Yeah. Talking to Jesse Rice, songwriter, talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I want to jump on a leg of that. So somebody like Jesse, he's got a couple of hits and stuff like that. I'd definitely get him up during my shows. or Right. Um, and... A lot of us call, all run in the same circle, so if I'm meeting up with an artist, they're probably buddies with the guy that's with me, too. Sure. So it'll it'll be fun. I think that's pretty sweet. What, what are you looking forward to the most? Is there a certain place or, I mean, is there a certain place that's on your list that you're just like, dude, I can't wait to get there? Well, actually, I was really bummed that I couldn't bring the Airstream out here because uh, um, one time I was out here, I went hiking in Red Rocks Canyon and stuff, and yeah. then, um also went to, is it Mount Charleston? Mount Charleston. Kyle Canyon, yeah? Man, that was... 
beautiful up there. I love it up there. And I was really, really pumped about taking the Airstream there and just spending a couple extra days. Right. I guess that would kind of be the fun of it all. If you play on a certain night, like a Friday, then you could spend a couple days in that town, document a lot of stuff, do some writing, go see the sites, and like teach people about the places that you're at, too. So, yeah, the whole thing is not just about writing songs and playing shows. It's about... Exactly what you just said is get to go to so many cool places. Right. And I've always said, I'm like, oh, man, I never get to share it with anybody. Yeah. You know? And so now this is kind of a way to not only spend extra time in these cool places instead of just playing a show and getting out, but to document it and kind of show people, like, how cool it can be. I think it's neat because, I mean, I've, I've told this story a few times. Maggie Rose came to town one time. I picked her up at the airport back when... We ran our ship a little bit different back in the day, mm-hmm. but I picked her up at the airport and we went up to the radio station and she did one of those radio things, whatever. But the from the time I picked her up at the airport, I just wished that I had a GoPro in my truck because the stuff that went on, <laughs> I mean, we listened to it tonight, Machine Gun Kelly. That's actually what we were listening to back then. And That's your to jam. Look, yeah. Well, I don't think it was that song. It was before that album. I think it was before Bloom. It might've been right when Bloom came out. I don't remember. But the idea behind it was that she got in the car. Um, she totally changed what she was doing. Like she went from getting off a plane to getting ready to go do the show to going and doing her thing, like to really get an idea of, of people have no idea what you do like on the road. They, they really don't. But today's world, like my idea was, Hey man, if I put a GoPro in here, our conversation was no different than like what our conversation is when, when, when we drive, we just talk about stuff. But then to hear someone that People think that they just fly into a town, they talk to the radio people, they go to the venue, they do the show, and then they get up the next morning and do the same thing again. It's really not like that. There's all, there's all this pretty much pre-sale to get to where you're at. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things you guys do. The idea of being able to document the road, document the load-in, document the writing process, whatever, the show, the after the show, the you know that you're human. I think that's right. the other side. And that you can consume a town and really get the idea of what the town is about is do people... We've noticed just from talking to you guys as artists that people care because it's a different idea. They, like, I push people to, like, what the hell is BNA Carpet? Why the heck do they have their own Instagram page and why is it so popular? But the reality is, is now they've built such a thing yeah. that if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But now people literally get to see exactly what you're doing. And, um, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be freaking cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. I'm going to show that, like, I learned this from Michael Ray. I was out with him one time and, and CMT came and did a, a thing about him and I like cooking on the road, like cooking like turkey burgers or something. And right. About how it's so hard to eat healthy on the road. Michael's very healthy and like, he works uh, out. Yeah. I works. gave him to a ride to the gym his last time he played out. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to involve like me kind of eating healthy and showing how to be healthy on the road and exercising on the road and stuff like that, even without a gym, just kind of in the sure. woods, you know, just always getting something done. So, it's kind of neat. I mean, and people will see you're human. I think that's yeah, the neatest part about it I think, all. I think the lifestyle, if I get, if I get asked anything, it's, it's like about the lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's either the lifestyle or how do you write a song? How do you start writing a song? Sure. Those are the questions I get all the time. My favorite one, I just, I, I think when I first started doing these interviews, I'd always ask like, what's the process when you sit down with three people? Like who gets the song? But then you come to find out that it's got its own natural progression. And Yeah, absolutely. And the first time you write with someone's like a date. It's literally like a blind date because you sit there and kind of go through the thing and feel each other out. And is this going to be awkward? Is this not going to be awkward? That's, I, I don't, it's crazy. That side of it's all crazy. Yeah. I mean, and you said like who gets the song, man. The song usually decides that. Right. You know, I've never once had a situation where it was like, well, are you going to cut it? Or am I going to cut it? Like, yeah. It's just kind of like known, right? The song does it. Yeah. It's funny. I heard CJ Solar sing Up Down. 
And I went, ah, I understand why he doesn't sing that. Because yeah. maybe it's because I've heard Morgan Wallen do it so much. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at CJ, I think of him as a completely different artist, but he can write for whatever, that right. sort of thing, yeah. which is kind of neat. I like that side of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Dude, how long ago did you move to Nashville? Uh, nine years ago. Nine years ago. What yeah. do you think? This is this is always fun. What do you think has changed in nine years in Nashville? Other than... Obviously, the population. Yes. I mean, as far as being an artist, that sort of thing. Did you move there just to be an artist and be closer to your craft? Right, yeah. So I I was... uh, My buddy Tyler Reeve moved up there, and we had been roommates for eight to ten years back in Georgia. And uh, I heard the songs that he started writing when he moved up there. He was kind of like the guinea pig. I said, man, you go up there for six months and let's see how it goes. And I would come up and visit, and then I started writing um, songs when I would come visit. And I noticed his songs were the best he's ever written mine were the best i've ever written i was just like okay i got to just be in this city right and uh my songwriting i i feel like you know progressed pretty rapidly once i kind of immersed myself in the city and the culture of songwriting and being an artist and stuff like that um as far as what's changed since i moved there just like the scene in that sense like like well i i guess what i'm saying is like when you first moved there you obviously um you had one of your buddies be a guinea pig. But, like, if someone was to come today, do you think they have the same opportunity as you had nine years ago? I, Yes and no. So when I first came there nine years ago, it was literally, like, everybody from a small town. Like, the like if you played baseball, the best baseball player from every small town gets picked to go to go try out this one team. Right. So everybody goes there, and you're like, okay, I'm not, like, by far the best anymore. <laughs> everyone here is really good. Right. Um, and uh, I, that's kind of how I looked at it when I first moved to Nashville. I was like, I was like, well, everybody, these like big fish in little ponds and they come to this big lake and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> there's some big fish. The out talent pool is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, nowadays, Nashville has become such an attractive city and home to everybody. They just, they love the culture, which I get, I totally get. But I've noticed a lot of people moving there to start playing music and they start with these writers rounds and they start, you know, they've been playing guitar for a month and ne- never written a song before, but they want to jump in a room with somebody that has two number ones and well, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. But it just wasn't like that when I moved there. Like it was a little harder to break in yeah. when I moved there. Um, and now the, the bad side of that is, is that there's so many, so many fish in that lake now. It's not just the big fish. It's a, it's a lot of right. just fish. You can kind of get lost in the mix. I think that, that you guys, you're you're fortunate. I've seen your circle before. I've been around you at Nashville, and I've seen your circle. It's really neat. I mean, the idea of that, and as I get to meet more of these new artists that are coming, coming through here, a lot of people have their own little cliques, and the stuff you find out about them is pretty crazy. Like, that's what this is all about. Let's let people know there's another side of it, like, People may not know who you are today, but down the road, they're going to have some sort of correlation to who you were back when, that sort of thing, which I think is like the neatest part about all of this is your friends. I know some of your friends. They're, yeah. they're, they're kind of a big deal. They're people that have made it. And my favorite thing about it is those guys don't treat you any different now that they've made it. They champion you just like right. you champion them, which is yeah. no sometimes other genre. Even more, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I've had some friends that became really successful that... All of a sudden, they they feel like they have a platform to go. Hey, I also believe in this guy right here. Sure. When before they kind of felt like 
Yeah, am I big enough to say that? I don't know. Yeah. It's, know. it's neat. As some of the artists that come through here that, that are a little bit more established, I'll ask them, like, what's an artist back home or, you know, that you that you see that we should check out, that sort of thing. And a lot of them have artists like that. People, mm-hmm. you shared someone with me, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I normally go back and listen to the interview. Like, I do that now, and I'll go back and I'll find that artist that they talk about. I, am, I met one of your friends over New Year's, and we sent you a picture, and it took you a couple days to respond. I, I thought maybe I hurt your feelings again, but... <laughs> Ms. Julia Cole is, um, she's a rad person and her music she's is rad cool. and you were, you were dead on like what you said about her and I, I'm mad at myself for not consuming it at an earlier time. She's got a different style, you know, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So. And she carries herself well and she's funny and she's, um, I think what I've learned, my favorite thing about the artists today are ones that tell their own story and they don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. And I don't want to say it's rare because it used to be really rare. Now it's not. Now you got a guy like Luke Combs or a chick like Ashley McBride that just come out, man. It is what it is. Deal with it. That sort of thing. They yeah. just don't care mm-hmm. about a lot of things. That's and that's what makes them who they are. Dude, Ashley's song, uh, One Night Standard. Yes. I mean, that's one of the best written songs I've heard in so long. Dude, go, go back 10 years. And that song couldn't like, have came out. Right. I mean, the fact that she's just... Like Oh, honest. Yeah, just very honest. Like, it's pretty, I mean, it takes a, a lot of balls to go, hey, I'm going to sing about a one-night stand. Yeah. I mean, my song, Sleeping In, is kind of about that, but it's not so direct. Dude, no. You know? Yeah, it's roundabout. But, but it is, you know, but it talks about a kind of a controversial thing that most people have done. Yeah. And most people tend to regret that sometimes and yeah. it is what it is it's know? part of learning it's real dude. life yeah yeah it's part of learning that's that's what's um super fun 2019 if you look back at 2019 what was your highlight like what was your favorite thing that you achieved uh got to do got to see got to be a part of other than playing well, at stonies <laughs> <laughs> of course stonies man well well, I know what I want to say, but I know you'll make fun of me. Big I won't time. make fun of you ever, dude. Yeah, right. Um, I don't do that anymore. Man, I met somebody really special in 2019. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. But no, um, I met my girlfriend last year, and I, yeah. you know, it's a uh, it's a different thing, you know, and it was different from the beginning. And she plays music, and and uh, she's playing shows and writing and. It's been cool, man. It's been an adventure from day one, so that I, was very cool. I had something really neat. So Michael Ray's been here a few times. Carly Pierce just came here a few months ago, and I asked her some questions about things, and one of the things she said that, that what made their friendship and bond so much stronger was being able to share their experiences in the same industry. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find yourself doing her being able to understand the the highlights and maybe the downsides to it all. Do you guys share that stuff a lot? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, I never, I never wanted to date another artist. Neither should, did she, because I was just like, eh, I'm too like too judgmental and too picky about sensitive the side. I think it, sensitive know. is a better word, but okay. go ahead. <laughs> okay. But, but we both talked about how like it's actually working way better than we ever thought dating another artist would be because you understand the the fan concept. So sure. there's no jealousy there. Yeah. Um, you understand the hey, I gotta I gotta get on the phone for the next two hours or I gotta do this or I gotta be gone this way. So what I'm saying in that sense there's an understanding that you both are coming from the same industry. Right. That's gotta be something that's and it's I've always felt bad for girls that I would date because 
plans do change. A show comes up and I'm like, I gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah. You know, it's your career or, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or they come to a show and there's other females there that, um, you know, maybe I haven't seen in a while or maybe it's the first time at a show. And instead of me running off stage going to the girlfriend, I have to sit there and, you know, not have to, but. Dude, if, to sit there. I mean, it's that's part what of keeps your, me working. So. It's your career, dude. That's you. Um, you put yourself on that stage. People yeah. look at you, and um, I, I just want to jump in there. There was, there was, there's some artists that have come through here that they would get with, done with their show and they would just disappear into the back. Right. And you can see what that does to somebody's career because they don't. You're. It's not that you're secretive anymore. You can't be like that because in the social world they know everything. Yeah. So if you go back there and you post something that you're drinking or hanging out with your buddies, I mean, what does that do for the people that? got you to that venue right so um i think this genre of music that i don't want to say it's a it's a it's an unspoken thing that you have to interact with your fans Mm -hmm. because the country genre they will come out and they will spend the money and they will spend the time and they'll tell their friends and they'll champion you as an artist and you'll see fan pages pop up that are legit like craig wayne boyd's one of those dudes like like no joke i i I told you today he's our number one most listened to podcast Mm -hmm. it's crazy not that it's craig wayne boyd versus a michael ray in the world it's the fact that I watched, so he just came through, Craig Wayne Boyd, Casey James, and Adam Wakefield. They came through on this little um, power acoustic thing. It was the freaking coolest thing ever. But when I looked at it in a sense, and I looked at the people that came out, and the people that shared the show and pushed the show, I went, oh my gosh, I get it. He's that guy that went out, he was on a TV show. Mm-hmm. But he gained these fans, and he's always interacted with them. Yeah. He gets done, he wipes his face off, and he goes down and talks to people. And I think that's what this today you have to do that yeah you have to mm-hmm. and having someone by your side that understands that i was in nashville uh new year's eve austin burke got married yeah his dad got up and told this no uh, brother got up and told his future dad one of them they said that lex came and surprised him at a show and he was serenaded some girl in the front row and she didn't blink an eye she knows that that's what he does mm-hmm. period end of story mm-hmm. that's where i think that that's that that's got to be tenfold so much better yeah, I mean it's, I don't, I don't know. I was, like I said, I was always against it, and now yeah. it's just the coolest thing. Well, how did it happen? How'd you meet her? Well, I um, I was actually playing at. A, yeah, you uh, better record that so she oh, can yeah, hear it. This part. <laughs> so how did I meet her? Okay, let's go. You ready? <laughs> He's gonna, I'm going to keep interrupting this. He's going to have to delete all of this and, and re, re retime <laughs> it just right. Baby, this is what I said about you. It was off the cuff. It just came out. <laughs> Well, I actually saw her on a friend's Snapchat, and it was my buddy's wife's Snapchat or whatever. They were all down in Key West, and well, dude, you in Key West, uh, brother? I said, "Oh my gosh, who's who's your friend?" And she told me, and I said, "I said, okay, next question is she is she single?" And she goes, "Actually, yeah, she is." I was like, "All right, good to know." And I left it at that. Well, a couple weeks later, I go to play this venue, and she had played the venue the night before. And they had left the keyboard stand there. So she came back to get the keyboard stand, and the owner of the venue introduced me to her. Well, I was naturally at the bar, and she comes up <laughs> behind me, and uh, she like goes she goes, hey, I'm Julia. And I look at her, and I'm like, in my head, I go, wow, that's the girl from that Snapchat. Yeah. And me, like kind of a naturally shy person at times, I didn't know what to say. I literally just turned back around. I said, nice to meet you. Turned back around. She goes up to the owner, and she goes, uh, "She goes, wow, he's really, really full of himself. No thanks. And she left. Wow. 
Well, she ends up coming back after my show that night because that's like her place where she likes to go. And uh, I ended up apologizing. Like, sorry. To be honest with you, I just got really nervous when I turned around and saw that it was it was you, this right. girl from the Snapchat that I've been wanting to meet. And I didn't know what to say. He caught me off guard. I apologize. And uh, so we talked for a while and then um, got to know a little bit about her artist career and stuff like that. And and uh, I run a nonprofit down in Mexico, as you know. And, yep. and uh, she expressed interest in coming down there for that. So she came down. She played for the patients and everything. And and during that week, we just like got to know each other really well. And it just, I mean, there was no turning back after we got to know each other. It's so, so funny how that works, right? Yeah. That's pretty neat. I mean, you'll probably look back at that someday and be like, you were an asshole for a reason. Like, yeah. legit. Like, it came out that way, and she probably looks at it now, and it's flattering to her that you, you I literally... I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I was legit, like... I mean, I got immediately got nervous and had no idea what to say. So I just said, nice to meet you, and I turned back around like an idiot. <laughs> I got a double shot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double that, please. <laughs> yes, yes. No, not for... That's all for me. Yeah. That's all for me. <laughs> It's so highlight of 2020. What's your highlight of, I mean, that was 2019. What's your highlight of 2020? Like, what are you looking for? Other than this tour you're putting together, you're putting out new music. I know you're writing. Yeah, um, writing a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I haven't, lately all the writing I've been doing just, like I said, the song kind of like tells you where it's going to go. Sure. And uh, lately it hasn't been towards myself, so... It just depends. You know, sometimes I'll get on a kick where I'm writing songs that, well, you were talking about my songwriting today about the storytelling and stuff yep. like that. And, and that's really important to me that I got to paint a picture, you know. So uh, I'll go it's, through little little legs where, where I'll start writing these songs that really speak to me as an artist instead of just a writer. Um, and that's when I'll know if I'm going to put out music or not. So Yeah. Are you still enjoying your 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 stay on fire? stuff like i am actually i, I remember that i'm i'm gonna quote you because i believe that i said something to you about your album and you said i go out every night and play the same songs over and over again and i don't get sick of them i'm still not sick of that's them. beautiful like i'm not man like uh sleeping in is a song i know you guys play yep um i love playing that song yeah i love it every single night i love it i love stay on fire still yeah um I don't know. It's just, it's still fun. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's, I mean, I would think that in a, I mean, I can listen to a song over and over again. Eventually I'll get sick of it, but I'm also not that attached to it in that sense. Actually, you know, um, my dog passed the day before mother's day and right after he passed the next day I started, I tried to work and brothers Osborne, um, I don't remember me before you came on. Oh man. And I do it. I, I was done. I was like literally done. Yeah. So now every time I hear that song, I don't get sick of it. I literally stop what I'm doing and I think about my pup mm -hmm. and I don't think I'll ever get sick of that song. So I guess that goes to the same thing of saying that if you're attached to something the way you're attached to it, you'll probably never look back at it in a in a negative way. You'll always love it. You'll always love yeah. to play it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've written, okay, everything's better with a buzz, for instance. <laughs> that song, like, it gets requested all the time when I yeah, play Everything's it. better with a buzz. <laughs> but I've always hated playing that song live, to all be right. honest with you. It's Why? Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Sure. It's a all. fun, it's a party song. It's a right. fun party song, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so it does, the only thing it means to me is that people have fun to it. Sure. Um, which is important. I mean, let's be honest, I need more upbeat songs in my set list anyway, so... Yeah. So that's a good one to have in there, but that's a song that 
when I know we're getting closer in the set list, I'm not getting antsy, like, ready to play it. Like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Right. You guys ready for Buzz? You guys ready? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's like, but I still do that with Sleeping In, Stay on Fire, More Than a Beer. Name This Town You is probably one of my favorite That's songs a good to one play too. right now. So. Yep. And Nothing to Do With You. Yes. I like that one, too. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Nothing to nothing do with you. Do with yeah, you. I want yeah. nothing to do with you. What? So what's like your favorite cover song to sing? Um, I love singing uh, You Somebody by Kings of Leon. Cool. I do it all the time just because my voice kind of lends itself to that, that yeah. vibe. And I like seeing people's face because when I sing that song, I intentionally sound a lot like Caleb from King of Leon. All right. And I like seeing people's face like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, and... Uh, Did you have a hand in that song? <laughs> I know. Uh, that and then uh, I always love doing A Guy Walks Into a Bar. Yeah. Um, That's Tyler... Uh, wait, I mean, who's Tyler Farr. Tyler Farr, yeah. Yeah. And my buddy Jonathan Singleton was a writer on it. And uh, it was funny the day that they wrote that song, I remember Jonathan coming in. Uh, there was a studio in the back of my house and... Jonathan used to write there, and and uh, he came in, and I was a little hungover that day. Shocker! And uh, he <laughs> it was, was a Monday, like, by uh, the way. It was Monday. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, he said, "Man, you look horrible." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, buddy. I was just watching Bloodline here on Netflix, <laughs> being hungover." And uh, he said, "Yeah." He goes, "How many bars you walk into last night?" I was like, "A plenty, but I didn't, I didn't get kicked out of any of them." And uh, you know, and I, you know, it was just regular conversation. I have no part in the song, but. Uh, but he went back there, and I started hearing that song. I was like, man, that's going to be a cool song. Right. And uh turned out, man, it was a killer song. So I love playing that just because, you know, I like the story behind that. Just even though I'm not a writer on it, just for me personally, it was cool to kind of be there. Right. So That's pretty dope. Is there an artist that you'd love to go on the road with? Yeah, there's a bunch of them I'd love to go on the road with. But, uh, which, one, um, which ones are selling tickets? <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, I'm a huge Brett Young fan. Yeah. I know Heather is too, but you know, it's, I love his music. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, any of my buddies I'd love to go on the road just cause. Sure. Cause that's, that's not being just, really work then. Right? Yeah. You're just on the road playing music with your buddies and I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So. I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to let you pick, you get to pick one location and four bands inc- including yourself for like the ultimate show that you could put, put together in 2020. Not down the road, but just like 2020, you get to pick the venue. So like maybe Red Rocks Amphitheater or something that's like that. Or, exactly. What was, okay. That's usually the case because that place is amazing. I've never seen a show there, but I've been there quite a few times because my yeah. buddy Nick lives there, and mm-hmm. I we just go there, but I've yet to see a show there. I've never been there. Yeah, it's it's just in the daytime. It's cool. And then who's who's going to sell your tickets, and then who are you going to put on to support the show? We get Dan and Shay out there. Have you ever met Shay? I have. I have. He's one of my favorite people to be around. Yeah. He's hilarious. I haven't hung out with him like that, but... Quick story. After they won a Grammy, we were all at Doghouse in Nashville. I went and I got a Smirnoff Ice, and I put it in a to-go box. <laughs> and I came back up the table, and I said, hey, man, I was gone for a little while because they were looking for Smirnoff Ice. And uh, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry it took me a long time. I had to go next door and get this dessert since they don't have dessert here. But I just wanted to say I'm really proud of you. Congrats on winning the Grammy. So cool, man. He, like, got up, gave me a hug. He was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, that means a lot. Like, <laughs> So then you felt like a jerk, right? I was like, oh, no, here we go. And uh, then he opened it, and he was a great sport about it. I mean, he got he down on one knee and slammed it. it. You know, That's yeah, funny. he you know, he owned it. But um, So it would be Dan Shea. Then definitely Justin Bieber would have to come out and, you know. 10,000 hours. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd love to have Brett Young on there too. I'm just a big, big fan of his music. Right. Um, uh, Luke Combs, I love his energy. Dude, could you imagine that show that you just put together right there? Oh my god, dude, you wouldn't be able to buy a ticket to it. It's all in like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran would headline. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna sell more tickets? You think uh, Justin Bieber oh, or Ed Sheeran? I gotta be on the show, right? <laughs> no, you're a fucking roadie that night, dude. You gotta work, dude. Who would sell more tickets, Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber? I think Ed would. I think Ed would take it. So crazy to think, right? Yeah. Justin's got some new stuff coming out, a new documentary on him being sick and everything like that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting watch. I love watching those kinds of things to see that these people are human. I think mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of it all is just to everyone just assumes this lifestyle that they live, but the reality Especially is Especially him. He's been in it so long since he was so young, man. Like Yeah, playing the drums on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is neat. That's what's so great about society today. We we tell the story about how we used to share music because I'm I'm much older, but our our music like I used to make mixtapes like no joke. That's like what I did. Okay, so I remember that we listened to. Last time I was in here, we listened to your old band. No, I wasn't in a band, dude. Come on, man. I just put okay, stuff together. Okay, yes, you were. No, I was never in a band. That's one thing I never was. I used to always put together mixtapes of me. I've always been a Wait, fan I of thought, music. I thought you were in that band. No. Oh. No, 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 no. I thought that no. the band that we listened to, I thought that was your band. Hell no, dude. Oh. No. I don't think I could ever... I, I don't... Dude, to be to be honest with you, to go, to, to go there, I was never... Um, I never had enough confidence and probably till I was in my thirties, like to really speak out and do what I did and not care what other people thought. Like today's day, like you could ask me anything. I'm as transparent as I get. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care what people think. I don't, but that could be, that's a good spot to be in. It's a good, bad or indifferent. I used to date people based on what other people would think of me dating people like legit. I've done that. I think we've all done that. It's the worst thing in the world. It's a great song. I want some ownership in that though. Well, because everybody's done it. Uh, dude, really? We're going to think about that right now. What would the title be? Dating you by based on what other people think of me dating you? <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it would have just to be. Just think of me. Yeah. Dude. What? It's not what it looks like. <laughs> Okay, we're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking about that. No, but I mean, I legit. That's how I live my life. Was based on however people per- perceived who I was and what what I was doing. And I think it came to my thirties before I just got to the point where I was like, man, I just why do I care? Like, yeah. and I preach that today, like to Heather. I'm like, dude, these these people in their life, like, you have to take care of yourself because end of the day if something happens that person's not going to pay for your lifestyle they're not going to pay for your mortgage they're not going to they're not going to care about you because everyone is so mindset on what's good for them not that it's Mm -hmm. totally selfish but at the end of the day you kind of you kind of have to think that way and that's kind of the way i just learned to think i'm still trying to get that point so dude it's the best feeling in the world when you just get those chips off your shoulders and just kind of like man it is what it is and uh you'll never change it yeah i mean i think that's what i love about songwriting is that you don't have to put out the song you write, but you can write whatever you want, and sure. nobody ever has to hear it. Yeah. So as long as you did it, you put your pen to paper. That's kind of all that matters these days. Yeah. So I hope you put out something new in 2020, like a new EP yeah, or I mean, a new album or you something. Know I will. Or, yeah, I, I know you will. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I like to challenge people these days. You know, just kind of like to, to. Step outside. Donny Jackson just came through here, and I got to sit with him, and and um. You know, I I challenged him on some things, and his response was, you know what, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it, and that's kind of like, like I want new music, I want you to keep writing, and I have fun with you as much as I tease you, dude. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't do that to people that I don't like, that sort right. of thing, and and uh, I enjoy when you come to town having sushi. 
That's for and, sure. It's a lot better than going to like um, California Pizza Kitchen. I think we might have gone there once or something. Yeah, we did. They, like the first time I was here, I think yeah. we went to California Pizza yeah. Kitchen or whatever. Yeah, no, sushi was awesome, man. Dude, Thank you. That's, yes, anytime, dude. Tell people how to find you online. Well, my social medias are at Stevie Monts, M-O-N-C-E. Uh, also, StevieMonts.com. Uh, just a little insight. I am typically on Instagram the most. Facebook has gotten a little... Too political for me. Snapchat is just shady. And Twitter, I just forget you, about it all the time. Do you do the talk, the, the, the TikTok? No. So somebody showed me that the other day, and I was like, I didn't know what it was. It's outside of our generation, but what's funny is like, um, I just went and created an account the other night. I haven't put anything on it. I haven't oh done Lord. anything with it. But what I'm going to use it for is stuff like this. I'm going to take bits and pieces of the interviews and throw them in there. And actually, my screen name on there is Toad Talk. Okay, oh, cool. instead of TikTok is Toad Talk, that sort of thing. So oh, it's kind of like okay. I tried to buy Toad ToadTalks.com, but it was like fucking eight grand. Like someone was because of TED Talks. I don't. Maybe oh, that's why okay. they were thinking about it. So yeah, but it is what it is. Huh? But I have to look into TikTok. You know, Stephanie Quayle just got on it and okay. she uses it. And I know that it's a great platform to to do some things on it. I don't know what will excel and what won't. You, you know, know, audio or is it just like the... No, it's audio and video stuff. and you can make... No, no, you can make videos and like oh, okay. the thing they do is a lot of the kids, they take their music and they do dance stuff behind it and you can cut and pause and go to the next thing and just it bounces all over the place. It's like a uh, an Instagram story on steroids. Well, evidently I'm giving dance lessons tomorrow, so maybe <laughs> I should do some... Dude, that's what the banner says, dude. You know, you got to do it. You should just show up at 7.30 be like, I'm here to do this. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs>